0: My name is Tony, my last name is none of your business, and after five months in quarantine, I have come back with only one goal, to entertain people. But now, a silly little meme page won't be able to do enough. If I'm gonna entertain people, I'm gonna have to become someone else. I'm gonna have to become something else. I'm gonna have to become the podcaster. Huh, how'd that get in there? Anyways, you guys, what's up everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony. I am your host. Tony, and today ladies and gentlemen we will be reviewing one of my favorite tv shows out there we will be reviewing the first season of the one only arrow that's right ladies and gentlemen we'll be reviewing arrow season one today and let me just tell you uh spanning across spanning eight seasons and launching several other tv shows creating its own universe arrow does not disappoint I'll tell you that, and it's really something that you guys would really love, really want to watch, and if you want to, go ahead. It's on Netflix right now. Spoiler alert before I get into it, and uh, before we actually do get into it, let me take a minute and thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for everything. It means a lot that you guys could actually will actually listen and whatnot, and I got to thank you guys so much, and let me tell you, this has been one of the busiest weeks uh since march <laughs> uh it's been one of my busiest weeks uh not because i i'm preparing for school no nothing like that uh but because in terms of the podcast uh it's been one of my busiest weeks um see monday uh this is today's friday and um right now uh, on monday i released back to the future and on wednesday we released spider-man 2002 and it's just been a huge headache getting people like, oh, you're gonna so you gotta show up for this, help me record. And then the editing. Oh my god, the editing, Jesus, it takes forever. But it's that's all over now. And I finally get to release my final episode of the week before moving on to the next week. And uh, let me just tell you guys, next week I do start school, so if I'm not posting as you as I used as much as I used to, I do apologize uh i'm entering my final year of high school and i do have to study i mean focus a bit more on my studies uh so unfortunately yeah um but i will make it my mission to post at least twice a week if not then i'll set a certain day for which i drop new episodes but we'll get into that uh much much later today guys we're gonna be reviewing Arrow season one um and like i said before Lasted eight seasons, started other iconic other lovely TV shows such as uh The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, Black Lightning, Batwoman, and the latest addition to the so-called Arrow Universe, Stargirl, that's right. This bitch created its own universe. If you think about it, Arrow is the Iron Man of the DCEU. Well, not cinematic universe, but DC TV. Let me tell you, bro. DC TV is more successful than DCEU. Don't at me. I don't care what you say. DCEU is garbage. It's like Justice League. Justice League was garbage. Uh, but enough of that. Um, let's get into it. What exactly is it about this that made it so amazing? Made the so the first season so amazing. What is it? What is it about? It, that made it last eight seasons what what's what made it spawn other shows well that's what we're gonna get, take a look into it ladies and gentlemen so kick back a chair crack a beer open up a soda can and relax ladies and gentlemen because this is arrow season one That was a cool title card title card sorry now ladies and gentlemen uh for those of you new time listeners this is how it goes we go into a bit of a premise what the show is what exactly is it and then we and then we uh recap the show and the season i'm sorry we recap the season and then we head on to our rating and then a little bit of a development behind the scenes on this shit and uh, a little bit of uh, some jokes in there as well <laughs> anyways let's do this so for you that don't know arrow is an american superhero television series that was first developed by greg berlanti mark guggenheim and andrew kreisberg it's based on the dc comics character green arrow who's a costume crime fighter Created by Mort Weisinger and George Papp. It's set in the universe known as the Arrowverse, and it's related to other television series such as The Flash, uh, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Batwoman, and the latest addition to the universe, Star Girl. Uh, the series first premiered in the US on October 10th, 2012, and was mainly filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, The series uh, ended after eight seasons on January 28th, 2020. That's right, it's been almost eight months, almost nine, since the series finally ended. And uh, Arrow follows billionaire playboy Oliver Queen, who claimed to have spent five years shipwrecked on Lian Yu, a mysterious island in the North China Sea, before returning home to Starling City, later renamed Star City, to fight crime and corruption as a secret vigilante, whose weapon of choice is a bow and arrow. Throughout this series, he's joined by others, among them being former soldier John, D- John Diggle, IT expert and skilled hacker Felicity Smoke, former assassin Sarah Lance, aspiring vigilante Roy Harper, Oliver's sister Thea Queen, and attorney turned vigilante Laurel Lance. During the first five seasons of the show, characters from Oliver's past appear in separate in a separate story arc based on Oliver's flashbacks. And uh, starting with season seven, we got a bit- little bit of a flash forward and, uh, well, that'll be a story for another day ladies and gentlemen um now what exactly happened at the beginning what started this this universe what started it all well ladies and gentlemen that's what we're gonna take a look but before we can get into that we're gonna take a look at our characters and what kind of actions they have throughout the series and uh yeah First off, we got Oliver Queen, played by Stephen Amell. Oliver Queen's the main character, thought to be dead after his boat went down, was actually on an island for five years and returned home to fight crime and to save his city. Up next, we got Laurel Lance, Oliver's ex, who is extremely pissed at him when he comes back. Uh... She's got a bit of a major role later on in the series, but right now, for right now, she's just your average lawyer. Uh, She's played by Katie Cassidy. Next up, we got Tommy Merlin, Oliver Queen's best rich buddy. And, uh, well, uh, he's always there for Oliver, but we don't see much of him throughout in the beginning. But he becomes a major character towards the end of the season. He's played by Colin Donnell. Up next, we got John Diggle, Oliver Queen's black bodyguard. And later on, his sidekick. He helps Oliver whenever he needs him. Not only that, but he's a war veteran, and whenever Oliver's feeling down for some reason, he always begins to talk about his time in Afghanistan. Uh, It's sort of his uh, trademark. He's played by David Ramsey. Next up, we got Thea Queen, Oliver's little sister. She's a bit of a feisty girl, if you ask me. She's played by Willa Holland. Next up, we got Moira um, Moira Queen. Oliver's mother she has a really important story arc throughout the first two seasons and uh well uh you'll see what happens later on she's played by Susanna Thompson and up next we've got Quentin Lance Laura Lance's father and he hates Oliver Queen with a passion not only that but he hates the hood with a passion as well he's played by Paul Blackthorne. now now that we've reviewed our group of characters let's uh let's read out the journey Uh, the journey to save the universe, or in this case, to save the city. My finger hurts. Alright, the story of the Green Arrow goes a little something like this. Our story opens up, uh, kind of shitty if you ask me. Story opens up of a man running through the woods. He seems to be running through the woods. He grabs his bow and arrow and he causes a distraction, which leads two chinese fishermen to rescue him it turns out that the guy is oliver queen yup that's right billionaire playboy oliver queen who was missing and presumed dead after a shipwreck that claimed the life of his dad robert queen he's actually discovered alive after being a he's discovered alive after being on a remote pacific island named lian it's mandarin for purgatory he's welcomed home to starling city by his mom memorial queen and his stepfather Walter Steele. Walter Walter was actually a friend of uh, Oliver's dad, and he's currently the CEO of his family's company. Uh, his younger sister, Thea, and last but not least, his best buddy, Tommy Merlin. But they sense he's changed. See, before Oliver left, he was a bit of a playboy, you know? Didn't care, drank, fucked everyone, or mainly girls, fucked a bunch of girls, and etc., etc. But he comes back and he's a quiet, strong, big boy, you know? Anyways, uh, after being kidnapped uh, alongside Tommy, uh, Moira assigns John Diggle as Oliver's bodyguard. Oliver hides the truth about the man he's become and tries to reconcile with his former girlfriend, Laurel Lance, whom he cheated on with her sister, and Sarah actually died in the ship where she was with him. Uh, while reconnecting with those closest to him... Oliver decides to secretly masquerade as a hooded vigilante archer attempting to fulfill his father's dying request to right the wrongs of his family. We got a good old, uh, we got a good old, um, training montage of him running around shirtless, uh, lifting weights, punching shit, setting up equipment, setting up his big boy lair, and, uh, well, it's pretty cool. Anyways... His first goal is to take down corrupt millionaire Adam Hunt, who has scammed millions from various people in the city. Laurel's father, police detective Quentin Lines, becomes determined to arrest the vigilante. It's later then revealed that Oliver's mother actually has an agenda at odds with her son, having orchestrated the kidnapping to determine what Robert told him after the shipwreck. Ooh boy, we started off really spicy, am I right? His mom actually had him kidnapped and... Uh, anyways... After taking down Adam Hunt, Laurel brings a civil suit against millionaire Martin Summers, who is one of Oliver's targets as well for taking part in drug trades with a Chinese triad that ultimately led to the death of a young woman's father. As a vigilante, Oliver threatens Summers to to make him confess the murders as a penance for all the wrongs he has done to the city. Instead, Summers contacts the triad who sends their assassin, China White, to kill Laurel. Oliver saves Laurel. I mean, they were literally literally eating ice cream together. And then China White shows up, I don't know where, throws a knife at him. And he later obtains Summer's confession and gives an audio recording of it to Quentin. Meanwhile... Uh, Moira and Walter push Oliver to take a uh, position at the family company, but Oliver times their efforts by using the opening of the company's new Applied Sciences division to publicly opt out of the position, knowing that he cannot simultaneously, simultaneously honor Robert's request to fight for the city and be the man Moira wants him to be. She's revealed to be conspiring with a man affiliated with a symbol that exists in Robert's book. A book that was possessed by Robert, and we uh, flash back to Oliver's time on the island, and it shows him being attacked by an unknown hooded figure wielding a bow and arrow. And guess what? He's wearing green. Uh oh. <laughs> Anyways, Oliver later then tracks down a millionaire from his list, but before the millionaire can be apprehended by him, he's taken down by an assassin known as Floyd Blunt, A.K.A. shot Oh yeah, we're starting really early here. Uh, he decides Oliver decides to build a new uh, club above his hideout as a cover for his nighttime disappearances. While comparing the competition, he finds Thea who reveals that Tommy and Laurel were actually dating while Oliver was missing. Laurel becomes suspicious when Oliver does not react to it at all and, he, and she concludes that he already knew. Anyways, Laurel and Tommy start dating. Meanwhile, Oliver enlists the help of an IT technician, uh, Felicity Smoke aka overwatch to learn that the venue for floyd lawton's next assignment is an auction which will be attended by many influential businessmen in order i mean including walter as a vigilante he enlists the help of quentin lance to prevent lawton's plan from uh succeeding oliver succeeds and he apparently kills lawton in the process but in the process uh diggle is actually shot during the fight and in order to save diggle's life oliver is forced to review his identity as the hood by the way they call him the hood uh, flashbacks reveal that the that uh, the Archer, Archer is actually an Asian man who attacked Oliver and was trying to actually help him. Oliver misunderstands and escapes, and is later then revealed to be pursued by an unknown group of armed men. Oliver offers Diggle. I mean, we flash back to the present, and Oliver offers Diggle a chance to fight at his side and help the city, and Diggle refuses. Later, Oliver discovers a disconnection between Peter Declan and death row inmate, and Jason Brodore, one of the men on his hit list. As the vigilante, he enlists the help of Laurel to prove Declan's innocence. Working together, the pair uncovers the truth, but Brodeur has his mercenary stage a prison riot so that uh, they can have Laurel and Declan killed before the truth is revealed. Oliver sneaks into the prison, dressed as a guard, and saves two... Uh, Saves the two with her realizing that the vigilante is merciless. Declan is exonerated and Brodeur is arrested. Diggle meets with Oliver once again and agrees to work with him so that he can protect both the city and protect Oliver from losing his humanity. Keep in mind, this is going to be a recurring thing. Uh, Quentin arrests Oliver on suspicion of being the vigilante. Meanwhile, Walter discovers that Mora has been actually keeping the salvage boat, uh, the salvage yacht in which Oliver went down in a hidden warehouse uh flashbacks show that the archer forced oliver to kill a bird for food making it making it oliver's first kill and he also he was also taught to forget laurel we flash back to the present Oliver hires Laurel as his attorney, and his bail is accepted. Given Oliver's time on the island, the district attorney offers an insanity plea, which, in, with the indefinite treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder in a psychiatric facility, Oliver decri- declines instead, offering to take a polygraph test to prove his innocence, which he passes while, reman- while remanded under house arrest. Oliver throws a prison-themed party, maintaining his bachelor boy, playboy facade. Uh, he has Diggle pose as a vigilante and stop a German arms dealer in the city who is selling automatic weapons to the city's gangs. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, he plans to work, I mean, the plan works, and the charges are dropped after Quentin kills a man who was sent by Moira's co-conspirator to kill Oliver. However, Laurel begins to suspect Oliver, and Moira threatens her associate to stay away from her family. Walter leaves the house after confronting Moira on her lies. Oh, oh family drama, I, I'm gonna be honest actually what i'll say at the end uh we flash back to oliver on the island and he is caught and tortured by the armed man led by a mercenary known as edward fires uh for the location of the archer who is revealed to be a former military officer before being saved by the asian archer we flash back to the present and oliver begins preparing to attack another individual from his hit list but diggle argues that he should expand his work and help the police stop a group of bank robbers Oliver initially refuses, believing that it detracts from his mu- mission to right Robert's wrongs, but he finally agrees. Oliver deduces that the robbers are actually a family unit and that the leader, Derek Reston, is the ringleader. Um, I, I think I said, I said that already. Fucking stupid. Uh, it turns out that Derek actually worked for Queen Industries before Robert outsourced 1,500 jobs to China, and the Reston family lost their home as a result. Feeling guilty, Oliver tries to persuade Derek to support I mean to right his own wrongs, but then learns that the family are going is going to rob another bank. During this confrontation, Derek gets fatally shot, and Tommy throws a uh throws a fundraiser for Laurel to support her law firm, CNRI. Hoping to prove his love for her that way, Oliver and Moira manage to regain their emotional connection. Uh we flash back to the island. Oliver is having a dream of Robert, blaming him for his idealness and reveal how Oliver first discovered the names on his father's notebook, thus creating his hit list. We flashback to the present and Mario is almost shot by a mysterious assailant who is attempting to assassinate an associate of mob boss Frank Bertinelli. Oh yeah, bitch. Now we're getting into the mobs. Oliver attempts to infiltrate the Bertinelli's business to discover the identity of the attacker. Frank blames Chin. China White and the Gang for the murders of his people. Oliver learns that his the attacker is actually Helena Bertinelli, Frank's daughter, with whom he had just been on a date. Hey, my playboy, my my man, my brother, my man, hey Anyways, uh, Helena reveals that she's actually looking for revenge against her father, who she blames for the murder of her fiance. Revenge. who well, according to Frank, was gathering evidence against him to give to the FBI. Helena and Oliver are abducted by Frank's right-hand man, Nick Salvati. In connection to the death, she reveals that she was the one gathering the evidence and kills Salvati after <clears throat> after learning that he was the one who killed her fiance. She also deduces that Oliver is the hood after witnessing fight Frank's henchmen. In the end, Oliver and uh, Helena hook up. Yep, 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 we got a good old sex scene. Uh, Tommy gets cut off by his dad financially, who is actually revealed to be Moira's co-conspirator, Malcolm Merlin. Laurel sticks with him, stating that she does not want him for the money, and Walter finally returns home. Oliver decides to teach Helena that there's justice outside of revenge after witnessing her trying to kill the head of the triad. Diggo expresses that expresses his disapproval but to no avail uh she dresses as a purple vigilante and later then calls her the huntress and the duo has another man from the list arrested helena starts to buy into the idea but leaves oliver after she finds out that oliver i mean laurel was actually his former lover and uh she believes that they are still together yeah jealousy uh anyways where was i Oh, right. Helena goes after the triad and kills their leader. As a result, China White and her men go after Frank Bertinelli, believing them believing him to be the one responsible. But Oliver gets there in time and he stops it. Oliver also stops Helena from killing Frank, who was later then arrested, and she threatens to reveal his identity if she tries to come after her in the future. Meanwhile, Tommy tells Oliver about Oliver I mean Malcolm's action to that. Finally, he basically tells him that uh, his daddy cut him off and he asks for a job at the club Oliver is attempting to build. And Oliver says, Yeah, why not? I scratch your back, you scratch my back. Broskis, am I right? Am I right? Uh, Walter consults Felicity and um, asks for her help to learn more about the secret organization that Moira is a part of, finding a notebook that contains the list. Uh, Adam Hunt uh, is later then killed by a mysterious archer with a dark hood, not the green hood, dark hood. Quentin deduces that is actually the work of a copycat, but his superior blames the hood. Oliver plans a Christmas party. Yeah, that's right, Christmas episode at his mansion to bring back the spirit of the holidays to his family. He saves some hostages from the archer, but both of them are injured after fighting. Oliver later then realizes that. robert Robert queen wasn't actually the author of his hit list the archer escapes and is revealed to be none other than malcolm merlin Uh oh stinky anyways walter finds out about the vigilante's objective and ends up getting kidnapped by malcolm merlin's associates uh, the, plan, the organization's plan is revealed to be starting six months later, when thousands of people will die for what he believes is the greater good. We flashback to the island, and the Chinese archers actually named Yao Fei. They capture fires, and Oliver later tells, and I mean, fires later then tells Oliver that the island was a prison for dangerous criminals, and that his unit is tasked with exterminating the inmates, including Yao Fei, uh, after the program was shut down. Yao Fei is captured by the unit, and leads Oliver to escape the island. I mean, I'll, I messed up. Yao Fei is captured by the unit and it leads Oliver to a possible escape from the island while the latter escapes. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> uh, six weeks after his fight, uh, we flash back to the present, it's been six weeks since his fight with Malcolm Merlin. Oliver avoids any activities as the vigilante and despite his insistence from Diggle. Uh, when a firefighter gets killed in the line of duty, laurel suspects that he was actually murdered and steals his phone and steals the phone the vigilante gave quentin in order to contact him for help tracking down the suspect oliver is overpowered during the confrontation but discovers that the murderer is actually a uh, former firefighter oliver learns that the murder is named garfield Lynch, a firefighter who was thought to have died in a massive fire several years prior but survived with severe burns Lynch shows up at a fundraiser held for the support of the victims in order to kill the fire chief. As a vigilante, Oliver saves the chief before Lynn commits suicide. Uh, The media calls the vigilante a hero, while Oliver decides to continue his hunt of the list of members. Mario decides to take over for Walter as CEO of Queen Consolidated, and Quentin plants a listening device on the phone to monitor Laurel's communications with the vigilante Flashback to the island, and it shows Oliver killing a mercenary and wearing his uniform and recovering his tools, including a map. We flash back to the present, and an armored truck is robbed. Uh, Oliver believes that one of the thieves is a former marine by the name of Ted Gainer from his target list. Diggle dismisses Oliver's assumption as Gaynor was Diggle's commanding officer during his time in Afghanistan. Oliver finds Gainer and steals the encrypted data, as Diggle prevents from getting any from inf- Oliver from getting any information directly from. Gainer. The data is revealed to be plans for robbing armored trucks, which Oliver uses to track the thieves. Diggle learns that Gainer was the mastermind behind the robberies, and is forced to join Gainer's team. But backs out of helping them in the last minute. Oliver arrives, kills Gainer, and meanwhile, Thea tells Oliver that her belief that she believes that Moira and Malcolm are actually having an affair, and that she believes that they were even together before Robert's death. Oliver asks Moira, who states that Robert was actually the unfaithful one. Uh-oh. Might have a secret sister about him there. Spoiler alert. Um, Tommy. Re- Meanwhile, Tommy refuses Malcolm's request to sign the paper of selling the clinic established by his mother, who died when he was eight, since Malcolm left him for years. Subsequently, uh, Thea is arrested by the police after having a cra- crashed as a result of drug use. oh yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, flashbacks show Oliver being captured by the mercenaries as Yao was apparently working for them. Dun 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 dun. We flash back to the present, and we see the judge dismisses the plea bargain of Thea Queen and orders that the charges be brought to trial. Helping Thea, Oliver begins working on tracking down the supplier of the drug, which is known as Vertigo. He discovers that the supplier is actually a man by the name of the Count, and he arranges a meeting through his contacts with the Slotsnivyasky Bratva basically the russian fucking mob oh yeah he has contacts in the russian mob not before he left the island but yeah you'll discover later on anyways the meeting is broken up by the police and the count injects oliver with a dose of vertigo while showing the effects of the overdose the latter still continues with his investigation uh he uses the ingredients to track down the location of the count as the vigilante Oliver is able to confront the Count and inject him with Vertigo, causing irreparable damage. Laurel persuades Quentin to get Thea community service and two years of probation, which she begins serving at Laurel's legal office. Felicity shows Oliver the list of names that Steele discovers and informs him that they came from Moira. We flash back to the island and see Yao Fei overpowering Oliver in a mandatory duel and making him appear dead. His body is thrown off a waterfall where he wakes up and finds a map. Uh, that is upgraded and that was actually planned by Yao Fei. We flash back to the prison and Mario denies knowledge about the list. Diggle decides to investigate her daily activities. Laurel enlists the help of the vigilante when a criminal by the name of Cyrus Vance is released from prison. Using the microphone inside the phone, Quentin and his team intercept the vigilante who manages to escape Vance later than uh, kidnaps Laurel. Quentin and the vigilante team up to save Laurel to save laurel as quentin realizes that van has contacts on the police force and that he is now that and that was how he learned of her the duo saves laurel and she demands that quentin stay away from her for betraying her trust in order to protect her oliver decides to cut his con <clears throat> in order to protect her oliver decides to cut his contact with her as a vigilante dugo presents evidence to oliver that his mother is actually connected to the group he is hunting and that she also knew of Robert's yacht. Oliver decides to interrogate his mother as the vigilante. We flashback and we see Oliver meet a, an Australian intelligence operative by the name of Slade Wilson, who came to the island to free Alfe. It was revealed that the masked mercenary who tortured Oliver was with Wilson's partner, and that Wilson has the same mask as him. He starts training Oliver and gets him ready to infiltrate an airfield, which is apparently the only way out. We flash back to the present and we see that Oliver gets critically shot by Moira and he is able to escape. He exposes a secret to Felicity Smoke and he takes her and he asks her to take him to his hideout with Diggle's help. The bullet is removed and Oliver is stabilized. Uh, Felicity refuses to join Oliver's fight but decides to help him find Walter Steele since Walter was so nice to her. Oliver convinces Diggle to stop investigating Moira until they find out more about the organization. Uh, We flash back and we see Oliver being trained by Wilson. He reveals that his former partner is Billy Wintergreen who was sent in with Wilson to find out Fires' mission. Their plane was shot down and they were captured by Fires' men. Wintergreen accepted Fires' offer to change sides. After infiltrating the airstrip, Wilson reveals that he plans to send in an airstrike to wipe out all of Fires' operations. Oliver heads out to save Yao Fei but is captured by fires. Before he can be executed, Wilson arrives and he rescues Oliver and he kills Wintergreen in the process. Although they miss the supply aircraft, Wilson and Oliver decide to continue working together and find a way off the island. Wilson states that fires was hired by another party for a purpose. Yao Fei is revealed to have changed sides because his daughter Shadow is being held captive by fires. So we got a hostage situation on this side and a hostage situation on the other side. We got hostage situations all over the place. Ooh, okay. You know what the sad part is? We're only halfway through. And my throat is getting tired. Gotta take a quick sip of water. Okay. Anyways, we flash back to the present and we see that Oliver learns of a jewel thief by the name of dodger who uses hostages tagged with bomb collars felicity suggests that oliver bugged the phone of a detective by the name of mckenna hall an old friend from oliver's playboy days and uh basically he uses her to get information on the dodger she also convinces oliver to ask hall i mean felicity also convinces oliver to ask out hall on a date so he he can have some downtime wow what do you know good old queen boy is getting back out in the field Oliver detonates... I mean, donates... Uh, he donates antique jewel, jewels to an auction. It works, but when Felicity confronts the thief, he places a collar on her to ensure his getaway. Oliver manages to stop the dodger and deactivate the collar. Diggle starts dating his former sister-in-law, Carly. Uh, meanwhile, Thea has a run-in with a thief by the name of Roy Harper, and Moira attempts to make a deal with Chien to have Malcolm killed. Uh so that she is able to leave the secret organization, whose plan is called The Undertaking. Flashbacks show Oliver trying to treat Wilson's infected wound by finding herbs that Yao Fei used. In other words, weed. It's not weed. Uh, he's intercepted by a wounded man who asks Oliver for help, but he leaves him, believing it to be a trap. Uh, Oliver kills a hired gunman and realizes that the latter's target is not safe yet. China White hires the Gotten, who was revealed to have survived Oliver's attack. Uh, anyways, she hires him to take out Malcolm after the previous gunman's death. Oliver asks Tommy to attend an award ceremony where Malcolm will be receiving a humanitarian award. Oliver is persuaded by Oliver to attend. At the last moment, he discovers that Malcolm is actually the target and races to the event to save him. Although he is almost caught by a Hall, Oliver manages to get Malcolm away from China White's men. He is shot by one of Lawton's poisonous bullets and Oliver is forced to reveal his identity to Tommy so that he can save Malcolm's life. Malcolm and Tommy reconcile and Malcolm tells Moira about his belief that someone from the organization attempted to kill him. Laura is confronted by her mother Dinah who states that Sarah, Laurel's sister, might still be alive. Uh, during a flashback we see that Oliver is preparing a damaged radio witch Uh, Wilson uses to tune the radio into the communications of Fires. They find out that Fires possesses an an advanced anti-aircraft missile launcher. Flashback to the present, and the Huntress, aka Helena Bertinelli, returns to Starling City to kill her dad, Frank, after she learns that he plans to make a deal with the FBI for witness protection. Oliver finally opens up his nightclub and refuses her request for help. Instead, she ends up attacking Tommy to force his assistance. Helena is later then captured by a cop's trap. Oliver breaks her out of prison to protect her secret, and she demands that she leave Starling City. Instead, she forces Felicity to find out Frank's location. Oliver manages to stop Helena from killing Frank, but when Detective Hall arrives, Helena shoots her and escapes. In the hospital, Hall breaks up with Oliver and announces that she's moving to Coast City for her physical therapy. Sad boy hours for my man, Queen. Anyways uh tommy tommy's knowledge of oliver's secret affects his relationship with laurel however and tommy reconciles with oliver uh best buddies right nah not for long anyways dina presents her evidence of sarah's existence to Quentin and laurel and thea and roy get closer uh basically they hook up thea hooks up with a street boy and uh and flashbacks to the island um we see Oliver and Slade Wilson steal the circuit board of an anti aircraft missile launcher, which the latter states can start an actual fucking war, and offers fire a trade off the board with a way out of the island. We flash back to the present and we see that another vigilante has appeared in Starling City and he kidnaps one of Oliver's targets, a slumlord who had charges dropped because he was able to pay off district attorney. The new vigilante is later then identified as Joseph Falk. Uh, He kills a slumlord over a live broadcast and Joseph kills several other prosecutors the same way before going after Roy Harper. Diggle finds out that Joseph is using an abandoned subway car and uh, Oliver is able to catch the car and kill Joseph. Uh, Oliver realizes a secret organization's plan involved the Glades, a neighborhood filled with crime, basically the bad part of town. Laurel proves to Dinah and Quentin that Sarah is not actually alive. It is revealed that Dinah knew of Sarah's plan to move away with Oliver. Malcolm contacts the triad to find the traitors, and uh, Moro turns over her co-conspirator, Frank Chen, to Malcolm, who later then kills Chen, believing her to be innocent. We go back to flashbacks on the island, and we see how Oliver and Frank, uh, Wilson free shadow but at the cost Friars reacquired his board and uh, she claims that she knows what Fires' scheme is Flash back to the present and a girl dies after using a new form of vertigo Oliver sets out to interrogate the count and determines that the latter has lost his mind from the vertigo overdose and when news reports state that the count escaped the asylum Oliver suspects that the count was actually faking his mental illness meanwhile Quentin finds loose connections between Tommy and vertigo and attempts to uncover the truth which almost leads to him discovering Oliver's hideout oh no Oliver realizes that the Count's psychiatrist is behind the re-emergence of vertigo and he kills the doctor and doesn't kill the Count who has truly lost his mind and was a scapegoat of the doctor's actions. Tommy quits the club after realizing that Oliver actually suspected him of drug dealing and uh, he asks Malcolm for a job and Malcolm gives him a job. Uh, Oliver decides to help Diggle find Floyd Lawton. Floyd is actually responsible for the death of his brother Andy Diggle. We go back to a flashback and we see that Shadow reveals that Yao Fei took the blame for a massacre that was committed by the chinese government and was exiled to the island now fires is using him as a scapegoat for his schemes and she begins training oliver how to use a bow uh go back to the present and we see that laurel is representing the moore family uh and they're swinging a corrupt businessman and the businessman puts a hit on the family and the couple's young child is the only survivor laurel takes the boy into custody and is saved by the vigilante from the hitman's attempt Tommy suggests that they go out to Oliver for protection. And uh, yeah, he stores them inside his mansion. Uh, An operation headed up by Argus, a government organization, is set up to capture Lawton. But Oliver chooses to help Laurel instead of Diggle. As a result, Lawton escapes and Diggle decides to leave Oliver's team, who forces a businessman to confess his crimes, leading to the latter's arrest. After killing the latter, a hitman comes to the Queen residence to kill all remaining witnesses. But Oliver manages to kill him instead. Tommy decides to leave Laurel, believing that he could never compete with Oliver uh, should she discover that he is actually the Vigilante. Meanwhile, Roy starts searching for the Vigilante, and Thea agrees to help. During a flashback to the island, we see that Shadow continues teaching Oliver how to use a f- bow before Yao Fei betrays them, and he brings fires his men to the hideout. Oh no. Almost there, baby. Three more episodes. Let's do this. Uh, Oliver tracks down an accountant of the secret organization who steals his laptop, and while decrypting it, Felicity uncovers a link to Walter. A money transfer was made to Dominic Alonso, an underground casino owner who was hired to kidnap Walter. The pillar infiltrates the casino, and Alonso actually claims that Walter is killed. Uh, Oliver confirms informs his family and Moira uh, about Walter's fate, but Moira confronts malcolm who proves to her that walter is actually still alive oliver who was listening in and on the conversation discovers that malcolm is heading uh the secret organization and uses felicity to a certain ascertain uh walter's location as a vigilante oliver frees walter meanwhile laurel asks tommy for the truth about why he actually left her tommy states that oliver still loves her a claim he confirms and oliver asks to go to help him stop the undertaking uh, we flashback and we see we go back to a time before the shipwreck. We see that Robert is shown disagreeing with Malcolm's proposed plan, I mean proposed plan, and which would involve leveling the glades with a machine that will be built in five years and will kill thousands of people in order to rebuild the area. As a result, Malcolm plans to bomb on the Queen's man on the Queen's yacht just before Robert boards it to head to China for his plan to stop Malcolm, and that's how Oliver actually ended up on the island. Um let's see. Ooh, excessive heat warning. It's getting hot out there. Stay safe, Phyllis. Uh two more episodes. Two more. Two more. Uh we flash back to the present and we see that Malcolm is killing the scientists who are working on the device. Diggle disguises the vigilante, kidnaps Oliver and Mora in a ruse by Oliver to attempt to cover the truth. Your dog barking in the back. Uh, the plan works, and Oliver's team breaks into Malcolm's company for information. Quentin finally approves of Laurel's feelings for Oliver, who realizes that he, and uh, Oliver realizes that he could stop being the vigilante if he stops the undertaking. Uh, he reconciles with Laurel, and the two make love. We got a good sex scene, but it's accident, uh, Tommy accidentally witnesses it. I mean, who leaves their window open while doing it? I mean, this is this that's dumb? Anyways, Malcolm has the device move, Oliver attempts to kill him, and Malcolm reveals that he is the other archer to Oliver, and the two fight until Malcolm gets the upper hand. He discovers Oliver's secret identity, and Walter files for divorce, revealing to know Mario's involvement in his kidnapping. Roy wants to be trained by the vigilante, and pushes Thea away from himself. We go back to a flashback scene, and we see that Oliver, at the man Oliver, chose not to kill I mean, help is actually revealed to be working for fires, who reveals that he plans to cripple the Chinese economy by blowing up commercial planes going into the country. His employer is revealed to be a woman. Uh, he murders uh, Eddie Meyer. I mean, Eddie fires murders, you after forcing him to take credit for the attacks via video recording, uh, we go back to the present. And we see that Malcolm has imprisoned Oliver, who later then manages to escape. Uh, We go back to a flashback scene, and we see that Fires has fired. (laughs) Fires has fires. Fires has fired a missile at the approaching airliner, but Oliver and Shadow manage to override the coronets and destroy the missile. Afterwards, Oliver kills Fire, revealed to have gained uh, skills with the bow. Oh yeah. Anyways, we flash back to the present, and we see that Oliver has escaped. And he confronts Mora about the undertaking, which prompts her to hold a press conference and reveal to the city about her involvement with Malcolm Merlin and her plans to destroy the Glades. She gets arrested, while Malcolm confirms her claims to Tommy and reveals that he is the other archer. Quinton, with the help of Felicity, is able to dismantle the device. Uh, Oliver and Diggle go after uh, Merlin and they mortally wound him, who reveals that there's actually a second device shortly before Merlin dies device activates and begins to destroy the east side of the glades thea goes into the glades to save roy who decides to stay and help the others laurel gets trapped in her office but tommy arrives and helps her escape before being trapped himself oliver arrives too late and he sees that tommy has been mortally wounded by debris the two tearfully make amends with each other and tommy Dies right in Oliver's arms, leaving Oliver Griff streaking. And the final shot of Season 1 is the camera zooming back from the destroyed building. And we see a destroyed part of the glades. And that's how Arrow Season 1 ends. Right on that sh- cliffhanger. I mean, it's so sad to see those two saying their goodbyes to each other. It's so sad, man. Okay, that's enough. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Our rating... On a scale of one to ten, I give Arrow season one a and eight out of ten. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I give Arrow season one an eight out of ten. I gotta give it such a high score because I mean it had a bunch of great first episodes. You know, if you want to really gotta get, if you really want to get your uh, audience hooked, you gotta give them a good set of first few episodes and this is exactly what they did here they gave it a good first few episodes and uh, really got viewers hooked so just me um now in terms of like characters i really love them they were all great um they were really great uh, a lot of the characters i kind of like found them to be annoying some of them i found them to be annoying like for example uh, I know a lot of people say that they like Laurel, but for me, I just kind of find her a bit annoying sometimes. I mean, she's so stubborn. She always goes looking for trouble. I mean, just do your job. I mean, you're dangerous enough as it is, man. You got killers running after you. Why go at them, bros? Stupid. But, yeah, um, that was really great. And I really love the relationships between the characters. For example, Oliver and Tommy, their relationship, you know, they're best buddies. You know, they've run trains. <laughs> uh, they've gone drinking, hooked up with pretty much a lot of people in weirdest ways that you can imagine. Ew, that's ink. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I really love the relationship. Um, I take a quick swig of water there. Oh, my tongue tastes weird anyways where was i oh right the relationship between oliver and tommy is just really amazing they've been best buddies and i think it was just sad that he dies in Oliver's arms at the end of the season you know it's crazy watching those loved ones that those people that you love the loved ones all just die right in front of you it's it's really sad and it's something that i hope none of you guys ever go through or i go through or anyone goes through no one should ever have to go through that but it's just the way life is um what else? What else? Oliver and Diggle's relationship—I really liked their relationship. Um, you know, they're just cool. You know, shoot people, kick ass type of people, and uh, that's—I gotta give. That's why I give it a lot of, a high rating. That's why I give it a high rating was because of um the relationships that Oliver has with the characters of the show. The only thing I hated, I didn't like, was that some of the relationships were never even explored, like Diggle and Tommy. You know. Maybe they have something in common, you know, maybe they're they, they 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 prefer the same drink or something, you know, maybe they like the same T V shows or something like that. And that's what really kinda angered me, you know. They really never we never really saw much of those two together or a bunch of other characters together. Like we never saw much of uh we never saw much of uh Quentin's relationship with with his with his wife, with his ex wife Dinah. We never saw much of that. We just saw that, hey, we just know that they're divorced, you know, Uh, and, you know, that's what I really didn't like, that a lot of the relationships in the series weren't really explored, Uh, but aside from that, I gotta give it a really high rating because of the relationship, Oliver's relationships with the other people. That saves it by a lot. Um, Like for example, um, his relationship with with his mom and his sister, uh, Moira and Thea, uh it's really it's really nice you know you know they care for each other they're always there for each other but i don't like is that they're only there for the hard times they're not there for the fun times you don't get to see like a little you know fun little montage of them doing idiotic shit together i mean uh lots of families do that right even rich families Uh, but i guess for these guys they don't i guess thanks a lot cw but yeah um, it is what it is, and that's why I got to give it that rating. Um, not only that, but I liked Oliver's relationship with Felicity. That was one of my favorite relationships, and um, it's got sort of like this will they, won't they type of uh, relationship to them. Um, like throughout the series, you could see—I mean, throughout the season—you could see the looks that uh Felicity gives Oliver, and Oliver's just like ignoring them, or sometimes he acknowledges them, but at the same time he ignores them, and I'm like, dude, she's. Cool, right? She understands what it's like to be hip, and I really love Felicity's, uh, the character Felicity Smoke. I really love the character. Um, I really like the way they met in the first place, and I really like how dorky she is. As someone who is an actual dork, I really liked. I really like that. I really like her character. Uh, and just being like this cute, awkward nerd type of um type of character and yeah uh, a bit of a fun fact actually Felicity wasn't even was only supposed to be in there for like a quick three seconds and then just disappear but because her her actress Emily Rickards and Stephen Amell aka Oliver Queen uh, had such a great had such great chemistry on set they're like hey you know what why about we just keep it recurring and for the first half of the season she was just she made guest appearances she was a guest star and then finally finally in the second half of the season she became a recurring character and finally by the end of the season first season uh they had announced that she will be a serious regular in the second season and it stayed that way up until season eight where they announced that her actress was done with her and she didn't want to be in there for the final season but she did make an appearance in the final episode uh i mean i would have loved for her to be in the eighth season but it is what it is and yeah you can't have everything so that's that, and uh, production for this was not was actually easy. It wasn't really that annoying. Uh, on January 12, thousand twelve, the CW was preparing a new series that was to be centered around the Green Arrow that would be developed by Andrew Kreisberg, Greg Berlanti, and Mark Guggenheim. A week later, the series, now known as Arrow, was ordered to pilot, and it was directed by David Nutter, who had also directed the pilot for Smallville, a series that followed Clark Kent on his journey to become Superman. By the end of the month, Stephen Amell was cast as the titular role of Oliver Queen. Uh, while developing the series, producer Mark Guggenheim actually expressed that the creative expressed that the creative team wanted to chart their own course their own destiny and they did not want to have any connections to the show Smallville which had actually featured its own version of the Green Arrow played by Justin Hartley they wanted a new actor in the role of Oliver Queen and unlike Smallville the series did not initially featured super superpower heroes and villains instead the creative team still took inspiration from from Smallville as one of the main themes of Arrow was to look to the humanity look at the humanity of oliver queen as smallville had done with clark Kent. uh the decision to include to not include superpowers was part based on the executive's desire to make it look realistic to make it to take an actual realistic look at the titular characters in the universe and the series was given a full pickup on october 22nd 2012 a few episodes into the first season uh Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? Bit of a fun fact, actually. Uh, when Stephen Amell auditioned for the role of Oliver Queen, uh, they said, "Yeah, you know, we'll talk to you later. You know, we'll see if you uh, we'll see if you if you qualify for this. If we want, if we want to have you in here, but uh, uh, uh Stephen Amell said no, and so he said, you know what? I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna.'" be over queen and long story short they stayed they, they they cast him they cash him um the design for the suit was so cool i actually like the season one suit and trust me as the time goes on it, the suit gets better and better and there's no such thing as a bad arrow suit maybe because there really isn't much difference but there is a lot of changes, and I really like them. Uh, the realistic approach to the series, uh, like I said before, included the costume design for Oliver's vigilante persona that was created by Colleen Atwood. According to Mel, it was important for the suit to be functional and the best way that he knew for that is if he could put on the costume by himself he said quote unquote if i can put it on myself i think that people will buy it and that was our idea that's our world my boots are actually nike freeze and it's kind of and which is kind of cool it's leather and it's tight and it's aggressive but i can move in it people will like it end quote david nutter the director for the pilot episode said that we're creating a real believable world in which oliver queen can do incredible things calling out which great work on the costume reflects that effort so hmm it's really cool, really amazing, really amazing. Uh, well, let me see. Is there anything else? Right. Uh, the first season review received a bunch of favorable reviews. Like for example, um, they got a seventy-three out of hundred on Metacritic and a rating of eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah. Uh, one one person described it as a series as a the series as a handsome but stiff circuit for Batman that could benefit from sharper execution, but I mean, it's true. Um, it, is, it, is kinda, it does, kind of, does kind of give a Batman vibe to you. But Yeah um, fuck it, it does give a Batman vibe, and that's how it is throughout most of the series. But at the same time, it's it it takes different approach. It takes a different approach. Um, first episode got an actual total viewership of four point one four uh, million followers. I mean, viewers, and that, that was kind of cool. It's it was actually the highest ratings the CW had seen at the time the highest ratings they had seen at the time and it was really amazing because i mean at the time the cw was still a little baby you know they were been around for like what six years and arrow came along and they're like yeah bitch and they put them right on the map um the season finale uh sacrifice titled entitled sacrifice actually ended with uh 3.77 million followers they only lost a little million just a small little million hundred thousand uh follow uh viewers so in the end still great still a good thing and uh it received a lot of nominations uh but it only won about let's see that's one two three four five six 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 awards uh one of them including an award for uh, from broadcast music incorporated by best television music i mean um music for this is actually really amazing it's one of the most unrated tracks i've ever heard and it's really something and it's so good that I actually even have a playlist of it like the the background music on these tracks are really on these shows are really amazing and i think you guys should really take a look into it uh the guy who made those musics by the name is by the name of blake neely take a look at him he's really great um he also got an award from the canadian society of cinematography awards for best Drama Cinematography. Along with that, we got Best Cinematography Dramatic Series. Uh Leo Award for that actually. They also got a Leo Award for Best Best Production Design for Dramatic Series, Best Stunt Coordination for a Dramatic Series, and the Best Visual Effects for a Dramatic Series. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, And yeah, I think that's pretty much it for right here. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, it looks like that we are coming to a close. I think can't thank you guys enough for listening to this. I really appreciate the support and the help that you guys have given me. You guys give me a lot of a lot of courage to do this, and I hope it continues for a really, really long time. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I apologize if I don't post if I don't upload two times uh, a week in the following weeks. As I said before, I'm starting school I'm going into my final year of high school and pretty soon I'll be out on the streets. But uh, I got to give it I got to get time to use to use to that. But uh, yeah, got to give me some time, got to get adjusted. And most likely it'll still be two episodes a week. If not, I'm afraid it will be only one episode a week, which I hate to do you guys. But um, fortunately, that's how it will be. you guys so much for listening and uh well i'll catch you guys in the next one see ya my name is oliver queen for five years i was stranded on an island with only one goal survive oliver queen is alive now i will fulfill my father's dying wish make it home right my wrongs to use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning my city To do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else.